black women are underrepresented in the field of high finance. It's even more stark in the field of economics. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money, as well as the math of it. Why? Because these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you have tuned in today. Whether this is your first episode or you are coming back, thank you. And before we dive into the episode, a quick announcement. I know it is a few months out, but I also know how time works, meaning it is moving very quickly. And so I wanted to make sure that I put on the radar of those of you that work as entrepreneurs and small business owners, the next pricing masterclass, which is happening on June 10th. If you want to join us, if you want to learn how to price your products and services more with more confidence, more strategically and more profitably, well, then I invite you to learn more about what you can expect on that day by going to jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jaquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. I hope you'll join us because I do look forward to sharing with you pricing made human. Now, On to today's show, the second part in my Women's History Month series. I'm going to start first, though, with a personal story. Before my birth and for several years afterward, my mother worked as a professional musician, traveling the country on the coffeehouse circuit. When she, quote unquote, retired from singing professionally, she started what would become a 38-year career at Social Security Administration. As a result, I grew up surrounded by musicians, her colleagues from the Social Security office, along with nurses, teachers, and engineers, but not economists. In high school, I had my sights on one career, and that was to be a shoe designer. I was so intent on that career path. I only applied to one college, so thankfully I got in. (laughs) Well, as you know, I made quite the pivot. My career path to focusing on behavioral finance is one that unfolded over time before I even had the words to describe it as such. Yet, as I look back, there's one person that I have admired ever since college. And that is Dr. Julianne Malveaux. Dr. Malveaux is an economist. And as I speak to you right now, I cannot remember the first time I became aware of Dr. Malveaux and her work. It might have been through her appearances on PBS or the articles that she wrote for Essence Magazine. But I do remember the general time frame. And it was in the late 80s, early 90s. And I remember being mesmerized, tuning in whenever I knew she'd be on PBS or some other TV show um, and reading her articles. I always looked forward to whatever it was that she had to say. 
And if you are unfamiliar with Dr. Malvo or don't really know that much about her background, well, she received her PhD in economics from MIT in 1980 and has worked as a professor and a president of a college. She's a sought-after intellectual, and in more recent years, she launched a nonprofit, Economic Education, to focus on the intersection of personal finance and economic policy. Back in the day, oh my goodness, I remember thinking, I want to be like her. I want to be on PBS talking about economics. Because for me, She was not only the first person, but definitely the first black woman who talked about economics in a fun and accessible way. From my perspective, she made economics cool. And because of her, I briefly considered getting a master's degree in economics. I opted for an MBA in finance instead. Working on Wall Street, especially in the 80s and 90s, I knew there were only a handful of black women on the P&L, i.e. the profit and loss side of the business. So that's also known as women that worked as traders, investment bankers, and asset managers. I knew that because I had a front row seat to that reality. And if black women are underrepresented in the field of high finance, it's even more stark in the field of economics. What I didn't know then and find astonishing still today is how few black women were awarded doctorates in economics and work as economists. For context, in 2017, in 2017, universities awarded a total of 1,150 economics PhDs. Only seven of them went to black women. Now I could lament and rightfully so about this very dismal number, but I'd rather focus instead on Dr. Sadie T.M. Alexander. You see, Dr. Alexander was the first black woman in the United States to receive a doctoral degree in economics. She earned her degree from the University of Pennsylvania in 1921, but she couldn't find work in the economics profession. I'm sure you can imagine why. (laughs) So she did the next best thing. She became a lawyer and is the first black woman admitted to the Pennsylvania bar. And here is a quote. She says, on being the first black woman to earn a PhD in economics and first black woman admitted to the Pennsylvania bar, I never looked for anybody to hold the door open for me. I knew well that the only way I could get that door open was to knock it down because I knocked all of them down. (laughs) The sassy voice is mine. (laughs) But that is from Sadie Tanner Mazel Alexander. So look, while Dr. Alexander never had an opportunity to work as a professional or academic economist, 
the discipline of economics and her interest in economic justice seem to have been woven into the myriad of roles that she did hold. For example, she worked as the assistant city solicitor for the city, for the city of Philadelphia. She worked as secretary for the National Urban League. And she was even appointed by President Harry Truman to serve on his Committee on Human Rights in 1947. Oh, and one more thing. She and her husband, also an attorney, are said to be one of the earliest husband and wife legal teams. In the last episode, I talked about pioneering women entrepreneurs. Today's focus is on these pioneering women economists. They are inspiring to me because whether they were the first or are one of a few, they've created a pathway for others to follow. And that others is not just for aspiring economists, but also for folks like me who aren't trained economists but who, like Fanta Treor said, are interested in exploring who gets what, where, when, and why. In our own ways, we are standing on the shoulders of Dr. Alexander, Dr. Malveaux, and others by exploring intersectionality and context when it comes to how individuals, families, companies, and governments use their resources, use their power, and aim to influence public policy. And we honor them by continuing to challenge assumptions, just like they did and continue to do today. I have two more installments in this series of sharing with you remarkable women who inspire me. But in the meantime, I'd love to know, who is the woman who paved the way and created a path for the work that you do today? I'm really curious, so let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Well, that is it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or this episode, please share it so we can reach more people. And again, I know it's a few months away, but if you'd like to join us for the next Pricing Masterclass, it is on Thursday, June 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern, of course, via Zoom. And you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass to get all of the details and to RSVP. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. May you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, remember, it's about more than money. 